Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. This week, we're jumping into what will be a three-part series on intuitive eating. If you've ever felt frustrated trying to land on a consistent, sustainable approach to eating well and feeling good, if you've ever felt confused by all the conflicting nutrition information out there, or if you're sick and tired of dieting and counting or tracking or measuring what you eat or feeling as though you should be, this episode is for you. We're going to introduce you to a framework for a more peaceful, authentically healthful approach to food. Let's jump in. So guys, how would you describe your relationship with food? Complicated. Tell me more. So I was raised in steeped in diet culture. I've always thought of foods as good foods and bad foods, shouldn't eat and should eat. And it's only recently that I've really started embracing a more intuitive eating type lifestyle or eating pattern. So currently, I eat what I want when I want. I try to focus on foods that make me feel good and also foods that are delicious. And I don't really restrict anything. But that is a new development for me. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be a part of this conversation, especially, Tara, because you don't actually know a lot about intuitive eating. I don't. I'm a total newbie for this. I kind of found it organically and just embraced it like by chance, not because I know about it. Yeah. So ask all your questions because odds are listeners have the same questions as you as we talk about what it is and dive into it. Okay. Maura, what about you? How would you describe your relationship with soup? I mean, definitely so complicated, right? Like I actually was just thinking about the word relationship and that's such a perfect word for it because relationship isn't like, oh, I've gotten to a place and then it's done, right? Mm -hmm. A relationship is something that's ongoing. Yeah, ups and downs, right? Always work. turns. Yes, and it is a relationship. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is ongoing. And it's definitely in a place that I feel way more comfortable and way more trusting of myself, which is relatively new, mm-hmm. probably only within the last few years, not even <laughs> last uh, year. But I initially had heard about intuitive eating forever ago, but I always felt like, oh, that's something that'll be for me um, when I get to a certain weight. Once I figure out how to like eat right, then I'll do intuitive eating and because then I can trust myself. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the gist. I'm yeah. on again, off again relationship, I guess. Yeah. But then you made the leap to embracing intuitive eating. Oh, yes. Like. Yes. I don't have rules. Kind of like Tara was talking about not putting like restrictions. That is something that has been very consistent. You know, I'm trying to make choices based on my values and what feels right and what feels good right for me but not having the restrictions. And I do still notice guilt that shows up or like, Mm -hmm. ooh, me too. Yeah. So that's why it's it's always ongoing. Okay. I'm going to share with you guys what I share with everyone, which is guilt is not a food group. I love what Evelyn (laughs) Tribbley, one of the founders of Intuitive Eating, says. If you didn't steal the food and you didn't harm the chef, there is nothing to feel guilty about when it comes to your eating. So I'll just slide that in <laughs> Oh my there. gosh, I love it. Right? At the beginning, ladies. But for everyone else who maybe is wondering what the heck is intuitive eating, let's dive in and talk about it a little bit more. 
So intuitive eating, you can think of it as a self-care eating framework. It's an approach to food and nutrition and eating that was actually created by two dietitians in the late 1990s. Evelyn Tribbley is one of them. Elise Resch is the other. They wrote a book called Intuitive Eating. It's now in its fourth edition in print. And in the beginning, it was very much research-inspired. Fast forward 25 years, it is now very much research-based. There's somewhere around 150 to 175-plus and counting studies showing the benefits of intuitive eating. And the foundation of it is having a happy, healthy relationship with food. It is weight neutral, which is why exactly what you were saying, Maura, that, oh, well, I'll figure out this weight loss thing first, and then I'll learn how to become an intuitive eater. Because a lot of people hear that weight neutral and get really nervous about either I need to lose weight, or I have this health thing, or I want to lose weight, or we're so conditioned in the diet culture that we live in to lead with weight when it comes to food, when it comes to health. So the idea of not leading with weight can feel really scary to people. But what we focus on in intuitive eating is having a happy, healthy relationship with food. Often that involves a healing process for many people, especially if you have been a dieter or looked at food through a scarcity-based lens in the past. We really put the emphasis on healthful behaviors and how you can care for your body. So Tara, what questions come up for you right away about intuitive eating? While you were talking, I was thinking, I have so many clients who I feel like would identify with what Maura was talking about with, oh, I'm totally going to do intuitive eating once I lose this weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, that does sound appealing to me too. Like, oh, I would love to eat whatever I want, but oh, I should probably lose a few pounds first. Yeah. You know, like I feel like that's a really common thought. How it do is- we like combat that? Yeah. So awesome question. And there's two things I want to make sure I talk about in response to what you just said. The first one is if you're having that thought of, but I'm not really happy at the weight that I'm at right now. And so I need to figure that piece out first, and then I'll learn how to eat intuitively. My response to that is, how has that worked for you so far? And I say that with so much love and compassion. But Most people who feel that way have tried all the different diets, right? You've tried leading with weight loss. Mm -hmm. And for the vast majority of people, because we know that there's no reliable evidence-based diet out there that can help people lose weight and keep it off long term, most people have the experience of, but I tried the diet and maybe I lost weight with that diet or maybe I didn't, but I ended up back in the same place I started eventually. And that's not because they did something wrong. It's because dieting doesn't work. And the setup of dieting is flawed from the get-go. Our body has all sorts of mechanisms to defend against that is one part of the answer to the question. The other thing that I would say is think about the toll that dieting has taken in your life, right? So it's not what I wish people could understand is it's not just that diets don't work, right? And if I were to some other episode, we'll really go through the science behind why diets don't work and what actually happens in your body. But odds are, if you are a dieter, you have your own lived experience. You don't need me to tell you that it doesn't work, right? You maybe think it was your fault that it didn't work. And please let me be the person to say it is absolutely not your fault. You're not doing anything wrong. It's a flawed system from the get-go. But think about the toll that dieting or even that restrictive mindset towards food, if you don't identify as a dieter per se, has taken on your life. Has it gotten you the results that you were looking for long-term 
consistently? Has it made you jumping in and out of eating and exercise programs so that you're in an all or nothing on again, off again pattern? Has it detracted from your relationships? Because if you're so consumed with following the rules of all the diets out there and doing the different diet programs, and you're going out to a restaurant with your family, and all you can think about is, oh, but how many points or calories are going to be in my food? What's the safe food to eat? How am I going to avoid eating that food over there? Or I should eat this food, but I don't really want it. Well, you're no longer being present with your family, right? Maura, because I know you've been through this process, what are some of the other ways that that approach took a toll for you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think you just kind of touched on this, but like how present was I at like these events that I was really excited to go to because I'm thinking about what food is here? What am I going to be eating? They're going to see the choices that I'm making as I'm eating or these things that it's consuming so much of my mental energy and time Mm -hmm. that I'm not even doing the things that I want to do. And then I'm not even enjoying it. Right. So I so vibe with that. I have a friend, we love Mexican food and we go out once a week or once every couple of weeks to get some Mexican food usually. And she doesn't like chips. Mm -hmm. So she'll just eat salsa with a spoon. And while I'm sitting there eating the chips, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I eating too many chips? Did I eat this entire basket of chips? Mm -hmm. Is this okay? Is she going to judge me? Because she only eats salsa. So maybe like, should I not eat so many chips and just take like really big scoops of salsa? Meanwhile, how do you want to be showing up there? It becomes this whole thing. And 100%, she does not care what I'm eating. Right. Like She does not care. Like, who cares what other people eat? But it makes you feel some kind of way because you're trapped in your own, like... So it causes guilt, stress, stress. anxiety. And that guilt, stress, and anxiety over what you're eating detracts from your health in other ways, right? If you're chronically experiencing guilt, stress, and anxiety about your food choices, that's increasing your cortisol. Over time, chronically elevated cortisol, it's taking away from your physical health, not to mention your mental, emotional health in other ways, right? Absolutely. And so what I hear you saying, both of you, I suppose, is that it's also taking a toll on your confidence, right? And how you show up in the world if you're looking at it through this lens. Yeah. It's a total self-esteem thing. Yeah. Dieting also takes a hit to our body image, right? So part of the answer to your question, Tara, then is it's not just that diets don't work, but that they're actually causing harm in people's lives and detracting from health and well-being in other ways. And so what intuitive eating offers you is another approach. But the second thing I said, I wanted to to make sure to follow up on two things you said. The second thing was intuitive eating. It is throwing out the rule book on so-called the healthy eating rule book, getting rid of the rules. We're not trying to follow rules. We're trying to pay attention to our body and its signals. And a lot of people hear intuitive eating And me as a dietitian saying, we're throwing out the rules on healthy eating. And their next thought is, oh, my gosh, is she telling me to eat anything and everything? And how can that possibly be healthy? And the thing that's missing is I am suggesting that a better way to approach food is to give yourself permission to eat any food you want without guilt, without stress. But that's not the end of the story. The thing that people miss about intuitive eating is we want you to have that full permission but we want you to do it with body attunement. So we want to help you. And this, I spend a lot of time with my clients helping them understand what does hunger feel like in your body? What does fullness feel like in your body? How can you give yourself permission to eat those foods and turn down the temperature on the stress around food and eating and still eat lots of nutrient-dense foods in a way that feels good in your body? I so completely agree that that's the piece that people miss 
Because when I talk about intuitive eating with my friends and my family and my clients, whoever, it does seem to be like, oh, so just eat whatever you want. Well, I'm going to like go completely off the rails and be completely unhealthy because we forget that like listen to your body part of it. Right. Yeah. Does your body love eating like a, an entire plate of nacho cheese? Do you feel good after that? Or should maybe like a few bites be enough? Right. And right. what happens, another one of the harms of dieting is that it disconnects you from your body. So if I'm just following rules about how to eat or I'm counting calories or mm -hmm. I'm counting points or macros, that has absolutely nothing to do with how hungry I feel in my body, how yeah. full I feel, or how that food makes me feel. And I'm training myself to be disconnected from my body, right? Every time if I'm using this approach and I'm just trying to hit a calorie target, what if I'm still hungry after that? Now I have a choice. I'm either not going to listen to my body, right? And I'm going to ignore my hunger, which takes other toll, or I'm going to quote unquote, break the rules of the diet. So essentially what intuitive eating does is it zooms out, first of all, to take a broader view of health. It's not just what food is on your plate right now and how many calories are you burning at the gym? It's really what's actually healthy, first of all. It's your physical, your mental, and your emotional well-being, and how can you nourish your whole body to support that? And then second is also, I want to teach you to become the expert in your own body. Yes, I can teach you about nutrition and which foods your body needs, but nutrition at its finest, it's gentle, it's flexible, it's not rigid, it's not black and white. You cannot fail when it comes to nourishing your body. You can gather a lot of feedback for what does and doesn't feel good or what does and doesn't support you, but ultimately... If I've done my job well as an intuitive eating dietitian, when we're done working together, you're going to be listening to your body more than you're listening to me. So ultimately then what intuitive eating is, it's an integration of instinct, right? We all have those gut instincts that we're born with, our hunger cues, our fullness cues, digestion, emotions, because we all bring our emotions to just life, but also our food decisions. And then it is rational thought. And that's where we pull in the nutrition information of, okay, which are the foods you want to eat more of versus the ones you probably want to eat less of? And how do you want to support your body if you have a health condition or some other very specific concern? What do you need to know to support that? But it's rarely black and white or rigid, right? It still should be gentle and flexible as a dietitian. I want to help you make your diet as inclusive as possible and focus on things you can add, not subtract. To me, that's far more helpful and enjoyable and sustainable. You know, can I say, I think we see this in the gym, too. There are certain exercises that just don't feel good for people for, like, no good reason. Their body just doesn't like doing whatever. And I think it's really important to listen to your body, whether you're in the gym or whether you're in the kitchen, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I totally agree. We have that body wisdom. And the reality is we're all born with the ability to self-regulate our eating. Babies don't need to count calories. Toddlers don't need to count calories or follow rigid rules. They can self-regulate their eating when they have body trust, when they have a wide variety of foods available, and when they have a caregiver who just supports them in that process. Well, that's what we need as adults as well. So ultimately, intuitive eating is about 
rebuilding that body trust. So you don't need someone else to tell you how to eat. You don't need a bunch of rules. You trust your body and you have enough nutrition knowledge that you can kind of put it together and make it happen. I really like that you touched on to like health conditions because I think that's often like a sticky point. And I'm thinking of someone in my life who I'm very close with. A few years ago, they were diagnosed with diabetes Mm -hmm. and this person cut out all carbs. And that was not sustainable. Yeah, it was like they felt physically good in some ways, physically better in a lot of ways, and also emotionally drained Mm -hmm. and exhausted and couldn't continue to do that long term. Right. And also, if you have diabetes, you don't need to cut out all carbs. That's not actually the medical. I feel like that would be very dangerous, actually. (laughs) Okay. I might have been exaggerating. I, a I know. Like very about. low carb, uh, <laughs> yes. but like very rigid, kind of what you're yes. talking about. Very rigid rules. Yeah. And if that turns into kind of stress, anxiety, obsession about how you're eating or disordered eating, which is really common, well, then that's not actually promoting your health either. Right. So intuitive eating, frankly, in my opinion, it's for everyone. If there were no diet culture, it would just be called eating, (laughs) right? And listening to your body, there's so much more that I want to say about it, but that's probably we should just wrap it up by saying if you are out there and you've been struggling to land on an approach to food that feels good in your body, that supports your health and well-being, that you can actually do for the rest of your life, I really, really, really encourage you to learn more about intuitive eating because it's the solution. It helps you find that happy, healthy middle ground. And if you would like to get started with that, go to the show notes and sign up for a free five-day course that I've put together. It's called How to Break Up with Dieting for Good. It will help you get started on this process answer so many of those questions that we weren't able to touch on here and also send us a message and let us know what your questions are and we will absolutely touch on them in a future issue thank you for joining us for this episode of wellness rebranded if you found this helpful please take a moment and leave us a review and share it with your friends if you'd like to learn more about mora you can find her at her website moratani.com if you want to connect with me find me on instagram at tara delion fitness To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at www.elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook.